What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. I do have to start off, Paul, with a bit of an apology. Mm. I am sorry. I want to say I am sorry. My therapist told me to do this. It's good to apologize to people when you've wronged them. I am, I don't know if you know this, a diehard New York Knickerbocker fan. Oh, diehard yeah. since 1990. I'm not one of these, you know, nouveau riche fans. I've been, you know, riding with the Orange and Blue for quite some time. I have cursed you out in my mind for a very long time. I've said some very mean things about you mentally. All out of love, all out of respect because you broke my heart. But I just feel now that we're working together, the truth of the nose, I should apologize to you for all the mean and disparaging things I've said about you over the years internally. Well, you know what? I like to apologize to you also. Oh, thank you. For all the things that I've been able to crush the Knicks. You have. I can't even debate it. And ended it off with a bow. Yes. So I apologize. No, it's all good. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate (laughs) it. On behalf of all Knicks fans, uh, we're, we're glad that you are retired. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of What's Burning here on the Showtime Basketball YouTube channel. I'm Ariel Hawani, and how about this, my friends? You talk about a special edition of the show, very special guest, the one and only Paul Pierce, the truth in the house. We're replacing the guys for this week only. I say this week only, Paul, because I feel like this is going to be the most watched episode, and then it's going to get awkward when we take <laughs> over the show. They call you the truth. They call me the nose. Why, this is wait, the first episode the of The nose? Truth and the Nose. Why do they call you the nose, man? Well, I don't know if you know this. I have a very big nose. Uh, <laughs> and when I was young, everyone used to make fun of me. And I thought, hey, why don't I disarm people if I start to call myself the nose? Helwani knows. I knows everything. I'm able to sniff out the news. Right, right. Hence oh, the that, nose. Oh, that's what's You up. get All it? Right, right, right. I like it. I like you it. Remember back in the day, Bo knows. Remember that campaign? Yep, yep. Helwani knows, but N O S E. You get it? Hey, hey. Whatever you got to do, man. The truth and the nose, right here. Showtime basketball. This is going to be a fun show. I appreciate you doing this. We have a lot yeah, to talk sure. about. Busy week ahead in the National Basketball Association, but I do have to start off, Paul, with a bit of an apology. Mm. I am sorry. I want to say I am sorry. My therapist told me to do this. It's good to apologize to people when you've wronged them. I am, 
I don't know if you know this, a diehard New York Knickerbocker fan. Oh, diehard yeah. since 1990. I'm not one of these, you know, nouveau riche fans. I've been, you know, riding with the Orange and Blue for quite some time. I have cursed you out in my mind for a very long time. I've said some very mean things about you mentally. All out of love, all out of respect because you broke my heart. But I just feel now that we're working together, the truth of the nose, I should apologize <laughs> to you for all the mean and disparaging things I've said about you over well, the years well, you, internally. Well, you know what? I like to apologize to you also oh, thank you. for all the things that I've been able to crush the Knicks. You have. Over the I years, can't even debate even, it. And ending it off with a bow. Yes. So I apologize for no, that. No, it's all good. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate <laughs> it. On behalf of all Knicks fans, uh, we're, we're glad that you are retired. All right. A lot to talk about. Let's stick with the yeah. Celtics. Let's stick with your squad. Yeah. Uh, they have a busy week ahead. West Coast trip playing the Lakers, playing the Clippers, uh, of course, playing the Suns, who have had an incredible start to the year. <laughs> the beginning portion of their season did not go well. No, right? no. Then all of a sudden we get this players-only meeting. And then right. they turn things around. What's yeah. been the difference? I mean, I think it's always good to air out your differences. You know, that's why you, you don't – because when you get into a locker room and everybody's talking behind each other back, it just creates, you know, animosity between each other. I think they aired it out came together, and then also the emergence of, of Dennis Schroeder. You know, since he's been in the starting lineup lately when Jalen Brown went down, he's been putting up some good numbers. And so I think that emergence of him, uh, and, and the only thing is if they can stay healthy, I think they're better than what their record says because they haven't played well at home and they've been solid on the road. And so if they can somehow get healthy, get out of the protocols, get, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, back healthy. He's in and out of the lineup. If uh, Jason Tatum to start finding some consistency, they're, they're going to be a better, a lot better than their record is showing right now. How do you feel about the job that the new head coach, Ime Odoka, has been doing? And that's the other thing because it takes time. You know, you got a whole new coach, a whole new system. You got some new players, new roles. And so it takes time to develop that. You usually know what a team is all about and who they are within the first 25 30 games I like to say every year and so we're starting to find out who the Celtics really are and I like what he's been doing players only meetings we hear about these all the time how many times have you been a part of a players only meeting well if you're having players only meetings that means you're probably not that good okay like no they seriously weren't. no they weren't yes <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying usually a players only meeting is like oh we not that good we losing games and you know sometimes they work sometimes they don't uh, but on the most part, that, that's usually in, in, in a bad locker room to where you know you better than what you are. We're trying to figure it out. But in the Celtics case, they figured it out, man. And so they turned it around. Hopefully they can be more consistent and keep it going. Have you like, Can you take us inside a famous – Oh, man. So uh, look, like, a player's the tea? only yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I didn't hear some shit in a player's only Okay, league. let's hear it. You know, I didn't You know, I didn't hear guys call out guys like, man, you going out too much. You got girls here and – you need to settle down, get to practice, or to get some shots up. I mean, it's just a straight-up clear-the-air moment. Like, when stuff is going bad, it's like airing out everybody's dirty laundry. So you got guys in the room. We go in the tape room. Coaches ain't not allowed. And it's like, hey, you need to get more serious about this. You partying too much or this. You doing this too much. Because every little thing gets gets picked out when you're right. losing. And so it's just like, if we going to come together and focus, we got to cut all this other stuff out. And so – you know, that's what players are. Or if a star ain't playing up to his, his capability, he going to get called out. You know, if you got a strong enough voice in the locker room, it's about everybody understanding their role at the time and playing it and being a star in your role. And so that all gets called out in the players' meeting. And either goes one way or the other. It's either you're going to accept it, it's going to be an argument and a fight. Uh, you know, those are the things that can happen. And I done seen a couple of guys square up in the, in the, in the For real? Long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Punches thrown? 
Squared up. Squared no up? punches thrown, though. Who is it? You, you know, KG? Nah, it wasn't. Okay. Ain't nobody call it. I, I, everybody's scared to call it. I know. KG. That's why. I was, I was the only like one the... that probably called him out before. Why'd you call him out? No, nah, I mean, it was in the game. You know, we can get to that story. But we, okay, we went right. face to face. But, you know, that's I thought you are boys. No, we are boys. Yeah, but you he fight called with your me out, too. What did he call you out for? Man, probably something on the This is why they call me the nose, by the way. I like to ask these questions. I don't know if you know. I mean, that's what it's all about. Brothers calling out brothers so you can get it right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we always did. We always got it right. Now, like you said, it could get incredibly awkward afterwards, and it can almost break up the team. It It seems like for the Celtics, it brought them together. But like literally minutes later, you have Marcus Smart calling out Tatum and Brown publicly. Remember, he said they have to pass more. They have to distribute more. Did you like the fact that he did that? I don't like the fact he did it. In the media, because that's something that doesn't have to be in the media. But on the other hand, it seemed like it worked because if we brothers, that's something we can go to the locker room for, you know, and we could be like, hey, you need to pass the ball more. And you got to do it in front of everybody, though. Let them know. And so now you're making the star accountable because for most part, stars, people don't talk to your superstar like that because that's the easiest way to get traded. You know what I'm saying? When a, when a player talked to me like that, I'd be like, hey, man, get him out of here. Right. We could trade him. You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You don't talk to – but at some point it wakes him up. And it's like, you know what? If he a real star, he going to be like, all right, that was real. That was real. I'm going to do something to help change that. Now, if I do this and we start winning, okay. But I'm open to hear any kind of criticism, and it's hard to really like go at your superstar like that because you could be the one out of there too. Did you agree with him? I'm not sure what I, I what I agree with, but you meaning know, do role, they need no, to pass the ball? No, more. but his role on the on the team is to score. But I understand that if he got a high usage, he got to be better and more responsible with the ball. So like, if his shot's not going, okay, maybe it's time to find other guys, see if I can get them sure. going. You know, so you talking about Tatum right Tatum. now? I'm yeah. talking about Tatum. Yeah. And so, yeah, he do need to pass more because he got a lot of responsibility and the ball is in his hands more because every night you're not going to be on fire. And so in that aspect, yeah, you got to pass him more. So, you know, it's interesting, speaking of of trades, this week in the Boston Papers, uh, there have been several people who have been calling for Marcus Smart to be traded because mm-hmm. basically over the past 100 games for the Celtics, dating back to last week, they're 50 and 50. They are a true 500 team. I'm not saying yeah. this as a Knicks lover, but it's like it's pretty much been them on a hamster wheel treading 500. Do you think it is time to blow this thing up? And then how awkward would it be if that's the dude who gets traded, the one who called out the stars? Yeah, you know what I think? When you're in a, in a position like that, it, it, it can go two ways. It can go downhill or you can continue to climb. I think you add to the talent. Hmm. They got talent in there. And Marcus Smart, if you ask anybody in the league, if you did a survey about Marcus Smart, and you ask every superstar coach, every team would love to play with a guy like Marcus Smart. You know what I'm saying? He's hard-nosed. He's a defender. He's accepted his role. And he's a leader. Like, these are the type of guys you can win with. These are the type of glue guys you need on a championship team. He plays championship basketball the way he dives on the floor, the way he guards the best player on every team, the way he can knock down threes, the way he's vocal. So if you want to trade Marcus Smart, he could be the glue for another team, but you need guys like him to win a championship. I want to ask you about, obviously, the famed Celtics-Lakers rivalry in a second. You played against them twice in the finals. You're a Cali guy. Uh, but first, you know, the, the Lakers are going through their their own uh, set of issues as well. Some people recently calling for the firing of Frank Vogel or at least saying they expect him to be fired. 
very wow, soon. How crazy. do you feel about that? Not that long ago. <laughs> that's crazy. They were winning the championship. Up a championship. Yes. Hey, that just Is that shows fair? you. Hey, everybody got a short-term memory mm-hmm. uh, in the league and in front offices. But like, how do you fire a coach that just won a championship a couple years ago? It, it, it's I don't know. But at the end of the day. When you got a squad like that with a LeBron or Westbrook, it's more than the X's and O's because I think the talent will take care of itself. When you got them type of personality, it's about managing the team. You know, at some point, like when me, KG, and Ray was together, it wasn't about the X's and O's. We knew how to play. It was about how do you manage all these personalities so they can come together. And I think, I don't know if Vocal is the guy that can manage these type of personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's – He's a good coach, a really good coach, I believe. You know, I've been around Frank in my time. He was uh, a coach for the Celtics back in the day. And so somebody's got to take the fall at the end of the day, and we all know this. So when you got this much talent, a payroll that's $200 million, it's like you're not trading LeBron. You can't trade Westbrook. You're not getting rid of Anthony Davis, so who's going to mm-hmm. take the fall? Everybody has a fall guy, and it looks like he might be the guy. It might also be the fact <clears throat> that, like, LeBron – is just getting older, right? Like we can't yeah, expect absolutely. the same out of him all the time. It might be that we need to kind of curb our expectations, right? He's an enigma in all of this. Like he can still put up the good numbers. The, the guy who needs to step up is Anthony Davis. Mm. I mean, he's the youngest guy. He's one of the most talented players in the league. And yes, LeBron will give you greatness in, in shorter periods of time now. He, it's hard for him to sustain that for an 82-game season as you get older. Will he be rejuvenated when he gets to the playoffs? Absolutely. He's saving it for the moment. But they need to get to the regular season because they're older. And if they can get to the regular season healthy and get into the playoffs, then the Lakers are going to be dangerous. I do believe this will be the last time that the Celtics play the Lakers Mm -hmm. at the Staples Center before they change the name to the Crypto.com Arena which is very strange uh-huh. to say. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to stick. Hey, listen, you give me $700 million, I'll change my name. That's right. <laughs> uh, could you tell me, as a fan, I'm putting you on the spot here, I understand, yeah. as a fan, favorite Celtics-Lakers game? As a fan, one that you weren't involved in, and then I want to ask you about one that you uh, were involved in. My favorite. Because you were rooting for the Lakers back in the day, right? Yeah, I was rooting for the Lakers. So my favorite that I wasn't involved yeah. in. Ah, jeez, that's a tough one. Well, it had to be something to do with the Lakers winning. Probably the, as a Laker fan, my favorite Celtic, Celtic Laker favorite moment as a as a Laker fan. That's right. That's right. Was when Magic hit the hook shot. Yes. In the Garden for the win. Now, as a player, my favorite Celtic Laker moment is when we whooped that ass by forty something in the yes, championship game right. six. How weird was that? <clears throat> as a, as a Laker fan to the because you probably grew up hating these guys, hating, right? Hating them. Was that strange at first? Did your boys make fun of you? Did they even support you when you were playing against the Lakers? This is when I found out who my true friends was. Okay. You know what? Look, so I invite one of my boys to the game, Staples. This my boy. This how you find out who really with you. He grew up a Laker fan too, but when I put him in like the, I think I had him in the first or second row, and he wore a Laker jersey, and I was just like, Damn, I gave you tickets, dog. How you come here? And, uh, how you come here? And, uh, you know what? Let me let me put a little note right here. I'll never invite him again. And did you and not? Our, 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 that was it. That strained our relationship. Wow. Who is he wearing? Do you remember whose jersey? I think he wore a throwback, throwback Magic jersey. I mean, I mean, still though, I gave you the tickets, yeah. dog. Come on, man. What you doing? Wow. Wear a white T-shirt or something. 
It, that is true. <laughs> or one of those like halvesy ones, you know, yeah, yeah, half green, man. half something, yellow. Man. Don't do me like that. Was it weird for you early on, like those first couple games as a rookie, second year? Like, did it take you some time to reprogram your brain into hating the Lakers and now you're, you know, a green and white guy? <laughs> no, nah, it didn't really take me no time because like now I'm drafted. They paying me. Sure. I'm part of this culture. I'm part of this history now. So it was like right away. All right. <clears throat> Listen, I'm supposed to hate the Lakers now. I'm over here. Right. <laughs> You're born into that. You know what I'm saying? Once you put on that Celtic green, you hate the Lakers. I'll put you on the spot. Both teams tied at 17 championships. Who wins the title first? Well, it looks like, wow, that's tough because the Lakers got an opportunity, but I think they're too old. I think they're too old. Hopefully, I think Celtics going to win another championship before the Lakers. I'm willing to put some money on that. Yeah? I'm How much? To that. We could get some DraftKings odds on yeah, that can, next time. I got a lot of $500. Okay. All right. There you have it. DraftKings, let us know what the odds are. <laughs> let us know the odds. Yes. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So there you have it. So big week for uh, the Celtics going up against the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns as well. Let's switch things over to the East now. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. Miami Heat, I'm still not sure where they are right now because are they the Bucks nets territory? Ooh. Are they in like the Hawks-Bulls territory? Nah, and nah. They Bucks-Nets territory went healthy. That's okay, why. went healthy, asterisk, because their guy, Bam Adebayo, who's had an incredible season, yeah. just went under the knife, surgery on his thumb, out indefinitely. That's a massive blow. That's a massive blow, but if he's not out for the year because he's the one guy – that you can put on Giannis, mm -hmm. you know, because if we're talking about going deep in the playoffs and you got to play the Bucks, you need them type of bodies on there. So that's a massive blow for the regular season. But this team got enough depth to get them through the regular season until Bam gets back. But they're definitely in the upper echelon of teams in the Eastern Conference that you're going to have to see late in the playoffs. Why do you think so? Well, they got great coaching for one. Mm -hmm. They got a leader in Jimmy Butler. They got – a leader in Kyle Lowry who's been there. He's been to the mountaintop. And then, you know, their young talent, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero are having really good seasons. And so, you know, they know they've been to the finals too. So they got that experience. If they can keep Jimmy Butler healthy, the sky's the limit for this team. Because when you look at top to bottom coaching to their depth, they're, they're one of the best teams in the league. You ever have a, an injury like that? A thumb injury? A finger injury that can yeah. sideline you for that long? No, I haven't had any long-term injuries. I've fractured a bone in my hand, I've fractured a bone in my foot. But, you know, I was built different. You know, I was back after a week. For real? Yeah, I was like, man, I, they had to sit me down. No surgery heal. even? No, no surgeries. No major surgeries. In you your know, whole life? And, and, no, no, in my whole life. But, see, that's, that's the key to having longevity in this league. You got to be good. And you have to be lucky, mm -hmm. you know, straight up, because it don't matter how talented you are, it don't matter how athletic you are, to have longevity in this league, for me to play 19 years, I was not only good, I was lucky in, in, in not having to go under the knife. But you have a situation where Bam is going to be out now. You can't still keep them in that Bucks nets territory for now, right? Like now we're going to find out just how deep well, they are, just gonna, how good they we, are. We're going to see. I, I, I mean, with I all due respect to still... Dwayne Dedman, I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not in that category without Bam. Right. Absolutely. He's an all-star. He's one of their best defenders. No, when you lose an all-star caliber player like that, you're not in that quarter. You're a tier below now. Now you're in the Atlanta Hawks, Celtics, you know. that Bulls. You no, know, Bulls is up there. Bulls is with the – I put Bulls with Nets and Bucks. Really? Yes, I do. Over the heat? When healthy? They're right there in the same – them right. four teams is in the same category. Nets, Bucks, Heat. Bulls. Interesting. No Sixers. You didn't mention no, them. No, not Sixers yet, man. They missing something. Yeah, they I know who they're something. missing. <laughs> Some kid who's from Australia, right? <laughs> right. I mean, so let's talk about the Sixers. What a great transition. Truth mm -hmm. in the nose. We're just flowing here. This is like a two-man weave, Paula. You and me. All right, Sixers, Warriors, Saturday night. Curry versus Curry. Both, both guys, Steph, Seth, having tremendous seasons mm -hmm. in their own right. You know, Seth really coming out of the shadows. No, you don't agree. I mean, you know, wow. it's a good story. Okay. For a family story. But, you know, you got one-on-one -on -one level. 
and another brother, another level. It's great. It's great for just the brother versus brother, but it's it's really a no. It's not really a great matchup. No, but I mean, like for the longest time, we thought you know Seth was going to be like the Charlie Murphy to uh, to Steph's Eddie Murphy. Like he wasn't quite you know. He still is. What do you mean? No, come on. He's, <laughs> he's coming still... into his own. No, he's no. He's I'm not taking great... nothing away from Steph. Steph. I'm not has, saying he'll ever be. He's he's made a name for himself in the league because when he first came in. It didn't even look like he was going to be able to be yes. in the league. And so he was one foot in, one foot out. It was a lot of people that was like, he's too slow. He can't, you know, he can't even get his shot off. He's, you know, when you look at his brother. But he's made himself into a player. And I think a lot of that had to do with his seeing his brother. That elevated his game, working out with him in the summer, being around him, seeing his how he does things. And that elevated his play. Because coming out, Seth Curry wasn't even the best player on this Duke team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like Austin Rivers because I watched him, and and now he's made a name for himself to where he's a a prime time role player in this league. Okay, maybe like the the Nastas and Antetokounmpo to the Steph's Giannis. You know what I mean? Like a guy who's just there because of his famous brother. You know what I'm talking about? He's not that guy anymore, right? With all due respect to the Nastas, I mean we all know he's on the team just because. No, brother. yeah, yeah, he's on the team. Yeah, come on, respect the Nastas. Right. NBA champion. <laughs> um, you boys with the Nastas? No, I'm not boys. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't want to be enemies with him. <laughs> no, listen, I'm just telling it like it is over here. So, okay, Seth is playing great. Steph is playing great. The Warriors are playing great. Had a big win on Friday uh, over the Suns to snap their winning streak. Yeah. Did you see this out of the Warriors? Like, did you think maybe we should have, maybe, you know, they showed us signs at the end of last season. Uh-huh. But did you think that they would turn into one of the powerhouses of the league? I did not see this from the Warriors. No, I did not. Because when you look at last year, they got put out the put-in game by the Memphis Grizzlies. And so I'm like, how is this a championship-caliber team? And they didn't even make the playoffs last year. And this is relatively the same team. But credit the Warriors. They developed their young guys, you know, Looney, you look what he's been doing. Draymond, he seems like he's re-energized. And then Steph is playing at MVP level, which he was doing last year. But he's a lot healthier this year. And then the fact that they don't even have Klay Thompson and Wiseman, and they the best team record-wise in the league, this is scary. I didn't see this coming. But then when you think back, you like the combination of Steph, Draymond, and Klay Thompson, that big three before Durant won a lot of games. They mm-hmm. won a championship. And so if you get them back together, you have to wonder. Their window is probably still open for a few more years. I'm a little shocked you didn't mention Maple Jordan, my guy Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, those guys are playing great. They, I mean, they, come on. They filled Number in the 22? system. Great. No, they've done a great job. He's better than Harrison Barnes. They're better with Maple Jordan than they were with Harrison Barnes back in the day pre-Durant. Well, How we about that? we have yet to see that. <laughs> we have yet. The Harrison Barnes won a championship, so put some – Respect yeah, 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 on Harrison yeah. Barnes' name first. All right, fair enough. How do you think it's going to go with Clay coming back? I mean, I can't see any way where it ruins the chemistry, where mm-hmm. it ruins things, right? I mean, he's just such a great team guy. You know what I thought? I've been watching the Warriors. Do you bring Clay off the bench? Oh, wow. Early on? I'm saying, though, look at their chemistry right, right now. That could be another weapon off the bench. And plus, you know, with the injuries he's had, you know, Achilles, knee, do you bring him off the bench? Or do you insert them in that starting lineup? Because the chemistry is there. They whooping teams on average of 15 every night without Clay. Mm-hmm. So now he can bring that spark off the bench. I think it was me. I may bring him off the bench at first. Wow. Get him in shape. See how the, chem- the chemistry is great right now. Nobody saw it coming. So keep it how it is. 
and then you add a piece and you bring Wiseman off the bench. I don't know. It's just a thought. Right. Well, there are some guys who I think would not agree to that because mm-hmm. of their ego. Clay doesn't. I don't know him personally. You yeah. do. Like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to mind. You think he would be down with that? I don't know. I mean, like I said, he's coming off two major injuries. Yeah. He hasn't played in how many years now? 2019 a couple, finals. A couple yeah. of years now. So I don't think he would mind just warming up to that just to see how it go. But uh, how can you say something to what they've been doing right now? Right. It's like say say this happens. You throw Clay out there into the fire in the starting lineup. Then they go like six and four in the next ten. Then what are you thinking? Like, right. dang, we screwed this up. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll turn around. But what they got going is something good. I'll say ease them in there, and if he if they're still winning and playing well, then that may be his new role. By the way, you gave us just your your top four in the Eastern Conference. Where do you put? Golden State, are they number one right now for you? Yeah, Golden State is elite right now. They got the number one offense, mm-hmm. number one defense. I mean, they're You put they're, them above Phoenix? Yeah, right when now. When healthy, when they're when Yeah, they're right now they're above. Really? Like the, the statistics don't lie. They're rated in all different categories a little bit better than Phoenix. Now, Phoenix is in there also. My other teams, I like to say, it gets tough after, after those two. I think Utah Jazz is just a step under them. I think the Lakers, when healthy, are, are, are right there because they haven't had a lot of games where everybody was healthy. And so after that, it's a crapshoot, man. I mean, I don't know who the Clippers are or if it, even if they're going to get Kawhi back. Denver, they lost Michael Porter Jr., a guy they just signed for long term who's supposed to be, you know, up and coming superstar. And so <clears throat> Dallas, that's just a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Porzingis, he's having a great year this year, but – we don't know he's up and down yeah. too many years. So, you know, right now it's Golden State Phoenix. We're going to talk specifically about Joel Embiid in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I do want to ask you, like, who are the Philadelphia 76ers right now, in your opinion? They lost Embiid for a bit. He's working mm-hmm. his way back after the COVID stuff. Obviously, no Ben Simmons. Who are these guys? Like, where are they? Where are they? They're at? a team that if Ben Simmons comes back or if they make the right move, that can be a contender. Because in my eyes, Embiid is an MVP caliber player. In order to win a championship, you have to have an MVP caliber player. And so right now, we just don't know who they are. They got a bunch of talented guys. Tobias Harris, Steph Curry's having a great year. Maxie's, he's he's probably one of the most improved players in the league. And so... But without a second superstar in the Eastern Conference, they're just not at the level of these other teams. Unless they can find a way to implement Ben Simmons, which I think they're not going to do, that relationship is broken. No chance? No chance. No chance. He'll never play for them again. He'll never play for them again. And so that's a team that's the middle of a pack team that is a player away, I believe. So it's interesting because early on they were playing well without him. Mm -hmm. Then they lose Embiid, and clearly you lose Embiid, that's a big deal. But I feel like now people are realizing, all right, you need a guy there, right? You Maybe. need a second guy to take the pressure off because MB, when you have a second superstar, then you don't put the pressure on this guy to perform great every night, which he's capable of doing because your role players, they're going to be 50-50, but when you have another great player who's consistent with you, it, it takes you to the next level of the standings and in the Eastern Conference as far as contending. If you could put your GM hat on for a second, the okay. ultimate deal – for the Sixers to make right now. You talk to Dow Moore, you talk to Elton Brand, you know, because it's a weird one. 
they don't have a lot of leverage because no. everyone knows that the relationship is done. This right. is handled, I mean, it's been handled pretty poorly, right? You don't want to let the world know that we don't want this guy back, right? So everyone's going to try to fleece you. But if mm-hmm. you can pull off the ultimate deal right now. I think there's only one deal out there. I really truly believe if the 76ers are serious about contending, they got to try to find a way to get Damian Lillard. Interesting. Out of Portland. I truly believe that. Damian Lillard, if you watch the Portland Trail Blazers, they're going in, in a whole other direction. They've been in the playoffs every year. He's been carrying them on their back. But I just think it's time for a change of scenery for him. I think he needs an opportunity somewhere else to have a chance at a championship because it's not happening in Portland. That re- that relationship in Philly, that's done. So if they swap these two superstars, yeah, Damian is a little older, but it, it gives them a window now. And for most championship windows, the window is only open, like, for most, three, four years. I think he has a three, four-year period if he was on the Sixers. Now, since the Blazers are going in a whole different direction, you get a young talent moving forward because clearly the team as constructed is not going to work as far as winning a championship. So now you get a young talent here who you can build around and get the fans excited for the near future about. All right, well, there are some who say that actually C.J. McCollum would be the better you know, sidekick to Embiid as, as opposed to Damian Lillard. What do you say to those people? Who are these people? Uh, how do you how do you compare that the apples games, and oranges? That, the, that, the, that their games mesh better than if it's Lillard and Embiid. So I got a closer in Lillard who's been deep in the playoffs, who has ice cold veins, who's one of the 75 greatest players, and you're telling me CJ matches better with Embiid? No. If okay. you're serious about a championship, you need a Damian Lillard. Okay. Period. All right. There's nothing against CJ. He's just a tier below Damon mm-hmm. Lillard. Maybe a couple tiers. Well, we're going to talk about the Blazers uh, in a bit because they've been going through a lot as well. They yeah. just let go of Neil O'Shea. They made it to the playoffs eight straight years. But uh, there's a lot going on over there. Let's stick with the Sixers for a bit because before they get to the Warriors, they go up against the aforementioned Utah Jazz. We need to talk about who's on the radar this week. Presented... By DraftKings, you got the Sixers and the Jazz on Thursday. So before the Sixers play the Warriors on Saturday night, they got to go through the Jazz on Thursday. And we got a battle of the big men, an old school battle of the big men. You got Rudy Gobert, who right now is a two to one favorite, according to DraftKings, to win Defensive Player of the Year. And you got Joel Embiid, an 18 to one favorite, to win the Defensive Player of the Year, according to DraftKings. I would imagine you're going to take Rudy, but although is it worth taking a flyer on Joel here at 18 to one? Nah, I'm not giving that to Joe. He got so many other responsibilities. You know what this reminds me of? This is like the modern day, like, Akeem Olajuwon versus Dikembe Mutombo. Mm -hmm. This is what that looks like. You know, both players. Mutombo being Gobert. You know, Mutombo being Gobert, who's a great defensive player, gave you this on night in, night out basis. Two-time, I think he was a three-time defensive player of the year. Uh, Maybe. Uh, Mutombo. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Embiid, the modern-day Olajuwon, who's capable of being a huge impact on the defensive end, but his offense, he's all-world. And so this is a great matchup because one guy is just the ultimate defender and the other guy, he's probably the best offensive big man in the league scoring-wise. Does Gobert get the respect that he deserves in the league at this point? He should, no, but does no, he? No, he don't get the respect because his game is not that sexy. Mm. I mean, he go, you know, he just go out there, he blocks shots, you know, he 
rim run and get dunks, you know, and so it's not appreciated because the modern day big men shoot threes, they dunking on you, more versatility to their game, and, and he's just more of a throwback. Yeah, he is a throwback, but I feel like things, the tides may be changing a little bit. Look at what the Cavs are doing right now with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. I mm-hmm. feel like the big man might be coming back, like the Rudy Gobert type of big man is kind of in vogue again. Am I crazy? No, nah, you crazy. Come on. You crazy. Look what the Cavs have been doing. I know <laughs> the, the Cavs aren't the Jazz, hey, but, you the know. The Cavs. The Cavs. Those dudes but, aren't but, shooting threes. Neither is Gobert. Listen, if your big man ain't shooting threes these days, you can't win a championship. Really? No. So the Jazz no. aren't winning the championship as currently constructed? Not as currently constructed. Really? No. What are they missing? I think they need a second superstar. Now, Gobert is a different type of superstar. You just said he doesn't get the respect that he deserves, no, he and he's not a superstar. Because he's not a superstar. No. Really? I mean, he's a defensive star. He's not a superstar that's franchise-changing type star. They need another player they can rely on. Consistent, all-star, MVP-level player. You know, as constructed, that team can't win a championship. And now, Donovan Mitchell has been great. They got tremendous depth. Jordan Clarkston, Conley, they got depth. But that team can't win a championship as constructed. How weird is the situation with with the Sixers and Ben Simmons where you have his situation, you have John Wall's situation where he's not playing, Kemba just got relegated, he can't even get, like all these point guards not playing, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. The league is in a whole different place right now. There has to be a place for John Wall somewhere, you know, to just say he's on the team and can't play him. And then you got Kemba Walker who – Looks like he's unplayable according to Tibbs. Blake Griffin is unplayable. Like, unplayable? I mean, these guys have – these are high IQ players. And they find ways to help you win games. For So for me to look at this and to say they're unplayable is mind-boggling because to win in this league, you got to have talent, but you got to have high IQ. All the top teams, when you look at the top, high IQ players. Sons, look at that, high IQ team. Golden State, high IQ team. And the players we mentioned, Wall, Kimba, Blake Griffin, although they may not be what they used to be, they're high IQ. And you can use them on on a championship team. Who ultimately, in your opinion, is to blame for what happened between the Simmons uh, situation with with the Sixers management, with Doc Rivers? Like, ultimately, who is to blame for this? There's no one to blame here. No? No. No. Why is there – this is like some little kid arguing, um, argument. Like, if I say something about my kid and I criticize him, I want him to get better. Obviously, he didn't take the words that Doc and B said about him. Okay, let's get better then. They take stuff too personal to this. Let's so just get Simmons better. Simmons be to blame in all this? He took it too personally. These I guys. think he took it personal, and it's like everybody's feelings is hurt. Come on, man. Everybody's feelings is hurt, man. Look, if Coach tell me I need to get better – all right, damn, that's not a knock on me. He's telling me I need to get better. All right, and I'm going to go into this summer and get better. And I showed him, if they don't like the way I got better, then trade me. Right. But I'm not going to just sit out. If the Trailblazers don't want to get rid of Lillard, is there another guy out there for Embiid to realize his potential in this current you know, window that he has right now? Because he is uh, playing great when he's healthy, and it looks like he's uh, getting back on track. Is there anyone else out there that you think could help him? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players that can help him, but you got to be realistic about who's available. Right. Where's that disgruntled star at that needs to, needs to get out? I mean, John Wall is good, but he's not 
at the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about Lillard, you need that that guard or that wingman that can take you to the next level. And who who could that be? Right now, there's none available. Of course, you could say if they added Zach Levine, if they added Devin Booker, those guys aren't available though. So you have to be realistic of like what guys can we bring in here that can help get the Sixers and NBA over the top. And there's not one guy out there realistically that's available. All right. So thank you very much to DraftKings for those odds. Now let's secure the bag secure with it. our let's good friends it. over at Money Lion. Uh, I've been looking forward to this segment the whole day. Uh, this is about the, bag. the uh, Well, I'm not about securing the bag. I mean, I don't make any money, but I do like talking about the New York Knicks. Uh-huh. The New York Knickerbockers, the orange and blue. Uh, it's been a weird season, to say the least. Mm-hmm. They pay all this money to Julius Randle, guaranteed. I mean, you talk about $56 million guaranteed in that three-year deal. You got Kemba Walker with the two-year deal. You got Evan Fournier with his big contract. You've got Derrick Rose with his big contract, uh, and they're kind of hovering around five hundred. dollars uh, Kemba's been relegated to the bench. Not not yeah. to the bench in terms of like sixth man, seventh man. Not playing. Not DNP City. Playing. What do you make of the state of the New York Knicks right now? Based on their contract situation, based on their players, you got to give credit to Tibbs, though. He He's done a remarkable job. Now, maybe they haven't made the smartest decisions as far as signing players, but I do believe Julius Randle, all-star, most improved player, good, great deal. Good deal when you base it upon what's guys have been paid around sure. the league. Gave him a bit of a hometown discount as well. Yeah, and so – no problem there. He hasn't he hasn't like disappointed you because some people are no. saying teams are figuring him out. No, the he hasn't. Out. I mean, he's still consistently twenty and ten. Okay, consistent. I'll right. take that. You'll take it. Yeah, but when you look at Walker's contract now, you're saying he's making nine million a year, yep. roughly guaranteed. It's like to not be playing. I'm not sure what to think about that now. The one thing that's positive is, is what he brings for that nine million. Great character, great leadership, great locker room guy. And now you ask yourself, is that worth $9 million? Mm-hmm. To some teams, that is. To the Knicks, they can't afford that. They need production with that $9 million. And so I'm not sure how much uh, – uh, that's not a really a good bargain for them. They need players out there. So what do you make of the decision to – you know, relegate him, DMP City. Mm-hmm. You don't move up Derrick Rose yeah. into the starting lineup, who I think has been a great investment for them. I think I think he's worth every penny that he's been getting. He mm-hmm. plays really well with Tibbs, of course. You keep Rose and Emmanuel quickly on the bench. They have great chemistry. That second unit is doing great things. You move Alec Burks, who doesn't yeah. have a history of playing point guard, to the starting lineup. Do you like that decision, or should they have broke up Rose and quickly and just put Rose in the starting lineup? Like, when you say these names, it sound good, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but this league is all about the analytics. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the analytics of having – there's a reason Burke, who's not a point guard, right. is thrown into the point guard situation because of the analytics. And with him in the lineup, they're a better, a lot better defensive team. Yep. He has some scoring, some versatilities. Some versatility to when they go in the pick and roll, he's big enough to switch on the bigger guys. And so it's about the it's about the analytics now. When you look at it on paper as a fan, you're like, dang, if they send Kimba, shouldn't Derrick Rose should be shouldn't he be starting point guard? But the analytics don't say that. He's better coming off the bench. And so we've become an analytical league now. It doesn't matter what your name is, uh, how you've done in the past. When we look at these numbers, this doesn't work. And that's why we see guys like Kimba 
not even playing. Guys like Blake Griffin, not even playing. And that's what it is today. The two guys who I want to see step up, Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett. Mitchell's progression and his evolution, his improvement has been a little slow. He gets injured a lot. This year, not so much. He makes some questionable decisions on defense. He is so long and good in the paint, but he's just, I don't know, there's something very raw about him. Have you had a chance to watch him, and do you feel like they need to upgrade? You know, obviously, they're going to do something with Kemba. Yeah. But which position do they need? Maybe they need that other superstar as well. Maybe a guy named Damian Lillard. How about Kemba versus Damian Lillard? That's the deal right there. No, nobody's trading I know, for Damian Lillard. I, 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 I would love it, though. The Knicks just need to, to grow from within, man. They got a solid foundation. You know, uh, they got leadership. They just need to grow with, from within. I mean, R.J. Barrett is a young talent. They need to try to find more young talent. You know, they're not a championship team anytime soon. So they just got to continue to grow from within, you know, maybe through trade or draft picks. But, you know, the good thing about it, they're more exciting to watch. Yeah. And that's all New York fans right. ever want is just get an exciting team to watch. Uh, there are reports recently which state that the only team Damien would leave the Blazers for are the Knicks. I just don't mm-hmm. know if the Knicks have anything to offer the Blazers right now. No, not right now. I mean, it has to be a package revolved around their young guys, R.J. Barrett. Probably R.J., uh, probably Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, yeah, so... If the Blazers are willing to take that. Maybe Evan Fournier. I mean, he's getting a lot of money now. He hasn't that's a quite, tough, that's he hasn't, a tough trade right there. What's been the issue with him? Man, he had a great Olympics. Yeah. He, he did. had a great <laughs> Olympics. When you when you do the USA team like that, I done seen a couple players get the bag from Great Olympics. And so I can't knock him, but we know Evan Fournier, who he was before that. Right. Spoken as a true Celtics fan mm-hmm. right here. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. 
You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All right. uh, Coming up also, uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, Matt and uh, Steven Jackson. They are the guys who usually... Yes. Jack. Thank you. My guys. Yes, respect. Um, I would say my guys, but I've never met Matt and I've only mm. met Steven once, but he seems right. like a lovely uh, individual. They do this show. I don't know if you heard it. It's called All the Smoke. All the Smoke. Yeah. Check you, it out. Have it's you been on hottest, it? Yeah, I've been on All the Smoke. It's the hottest show out. Bar none. Regardless Bar none. of sport. Regardless, regardless of, of sport. YouTube channel. Regardless. All the Smoke. And uh, our friend, our <clears throat> mutual friend, Jalen Rose, mm-hmm. the big man from Detroit, is actually their uh, their next guest. New episode drops this Thursday, December 9th. Here's a teaser from that episode. How did that commercial come about? <laughs> so, um, he gets it. He gets it. No question. <laughs> um, shout out to his lovely wife, Vanessa, mm-hmm. and prayers to the family. I saw them, um, yeah, at the Palms Hotel. I used to go there. I used to play craps there. I used to like to gamble there. Malusi, I used to own the Kings mm-hmm. or whatever. I used to be there a lot. And I think it was date night for him and the wife. And I saw them at the telly. I mean, I saw them at the restaurant. And of course, I was gonna go over there and say what up, because I used to always go in there like there's this lobster dish I used to like. And I was like, oh damn, they go cold, go say what up to them. And I looked down at the table, and they had a few martinis on the table. I was like, oh, y'all getting it in, okay, good. You know, congratulations, whatever, whatever. And that image always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And so when the idea was pitched to me initially about doing a pilot, Jalen versus everybody, like a like a, a spin about like being in the media and being a single dad and all of that was pitched to me. One of the things we thought about was doing something that related to the 81 point game. And we were talking more and more about it. And I was like, let's, let's pretend he like something about 81 martinis. That, that, that's cause, cause to me, it was just two of them. And they probably had like four or five glasses, but to me, it, it looked like 10 or 11, yeah. right? So that image always stuck with me because I never saw him have fun. Drink, right, right, right. I never saw him have fun. Me neither until he... I, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> right. I didn't until you called me yeah. and, and I went out with him and Kobe. Yeah. yeah. I brought him out in, what was it, where was he? Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. of all places. No, but we had, me and Kobe used to get it in, though. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Jack, Jack, what you, what you doing? I'm like, shit, you know, we'll do whatever. Nigga, Kobe want to go out. Yeah. Like, who? Cold want to go out. Say, nigga, where? Because, you know, I would always go to my room and, do, you know, I would dope. go smoke. That's and dope. A, and B, what you doing? I said, shit, I don't know. We in Milwaukee, bro. Let's do something. Well, shit, let me call That's Jack. That's dope. Call me up. Yeah. I was right there. That's yeah. dope. And so, literally, um, we asked him to be on NBA Countdown that morning. I think he had to arrive at, like, 10 or 11. And so, we kind of wrote up the treatment and kind of sent him the idea of how I wanted to shoot the pilot. And he loved it. Dope. It was dope. And... The thing is that I love so much about it is I gave that away. If you look at it, it has no logos on it. It has no advertisement. Like, I yeah. paid for that. I shot it. I put it out. It, my, my name not even on it. Like, people see it and try to clown me, because not realizing that it's mine. Yeah, right. That I produced it. Right. You see what I'm saying? I did that for him. Because, like, I'm such a fan of his. Mm-hmm. And he took that and met a guy that worked on my show, Jalen and Jacoby, and he hired him. 
And that became a production partner that he used. Oh, really? Become a war winning producer. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. That's what's up. That commercial was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate that. And he hired him to work for his production. See, producer. I love the backstory because I never, like, I was like, damn, they came with Jaden with that idea or that was code. Like, I didn't know whose mm -hmm. idea it was, but it was super yes, creative. It was dope. All right, so Jalen Rose, upcoming guest on All the Smoke. Uh, looking forward to that very much. Yeah, that's okay. My boy. Uh, we need to talk about the Portland Trailblazers, a little status check, mm -hmm. if you will on the Blazers. So they just fired Neil O'Shea. Uh, obviously, they were a great, um, like a model franchise in terms of consistency. They would make the playoffs, eight mm -hmm. straight years, longest streak in the in the game. They made the Western Conference Finals not that long ago, two yeah. years ago, but it seems as though, you know, they're at a crossroads right now. They fire him <clears throat> after this internal investigation. Uh, you, you fire your head coach at the end of last yeah. season, Terry Stotts, you bring in Chauncey Billups. Uh, currently, Damian Lillard is injured. What is the issue right now? I mean, I know it's a tough man. question because there's a lot of issues <laughs> yeah, with the Portland got a Trailblazers. Lot of issues, man. I think the best move going forward is for them to look to try to rebuild. Rebuild. Blow rebuild, it up. Rebuild. Blow it up. I mean, clearly, Damon Lillard, he's getting older. His window is closing. So if you can find him a happy place, Chauncey, an up-and-coming coach, uh, you know, he, he has great character. Uh, I've been knowing Chauncey pretty much my whole life, and I knew it, he he would become a head coach. But I just think with the situation surrounding the whole, surrounding the whole Blazers franchise, I think it's time to blow it up. Mm. Truthfully, give Chauncey a fresh start, some young players that he can develop, guys who have been in this system too long see that it's not working there on a treadmill, running in place. And I think it'll, it'll just be a, a better environment, a, a better environment for everyone. Just to clear clear the air, clean it all up, and start fresh. I think that's the best move going forward because obviously things aren't working up there in Portland. Did you agree initially with the move to fire Terry Stotts? Man, listen, coaches' longevity, like I said, somebody has to get the blame when you're in a right. position and you're not getting over the top. And it's usually going to be your franchise superstar or the coach. Mm -hmm. And so they made a choice. Damon Lillard meant too much to this team, to this community. Stotts, in his own right, has been a great coach. But I've seen great coaches get fired. We, we saw George Carl win Coach of the Year and got fired the next year. And so but when a team isn't meeting expectations from the, from the franchise point of view, it's time to move on. Uh, Chauncey recently called out the team for – not giving enough effort. Yeah. I mean, they got blown out at home. They're, they're a great team at home. Yeah. They're a horrible team on the road. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. But have from what you've seen, are they not playing, you know, up to their potential? Are they not giving him maximum effort? I think it's inconsistent effort. Mm -hmm. But you gotta understand, it's easier to play at home. This is where you play every night. This is where you practice. Uh, this is where you're comfortable. Uh, the road is a different situation. You know, you you only there once or twice a year. You're traveling. You're in different hotels. You don't get the same type of comfort you do at home. And so I don't think it's about effort because I've been on teams that were great at home, bad on the road. And so, uh, you know, it's just role players play better at home than they do on the road. It's, Check the statistics. Mm -hmm. It says it says that. But they could be a little more consistent uh, if they won more on the road. But that's just who they are right now. No consistency either way. Do you think Lillard gets traded before the deadline? I don't think Lillard gets traded before the deadline because a player of that caliber, it's hard to trade mid-season. 
You know, he would have to demand a trade. I think this is something that's going to happen in the offseason. And so, uh, but if it does, it'll be very surprising. But I think they are in definite need of a shakeup. So it's interesting because you said the best candidate to play alongside Joel Embiid if you trade Ben Simmons would be Damian Lillard. But if you say he doesn't get traded this season, only in the offseason, that means the Sixers are going the full season without Simmons and yeah. not rectifying. That's a mess. To tie these two together <clears throat> that we just spoke about, that's a well, mess of a situation. If you, if, you, if you notice, the Sixers also said they're not trading Ben Simmons until the season's over also. Yeah. So that's why I don't think nothing is done. Okay, so you think ultimately he ends up there? I want him to, yeah. I'm, for selfish reasons. I want to see Damian Lillard have an opportunity to play with another great player to have an opportunity to win a championship. And what about C.J. McCollum? Does he stay in this rebuild or does well, he go Well, of course, well? if you trade Damian, then you got to find a home for C.J. Right. Maybe uh, Boston Celtics, who knows? Oh, interesting. Um, could you, I, again, putting you on the spot here, as I like to do, but is there an executive out there that you think would be good for this team? They're, they're going through the search right now. Is there a name <clears> out there, <throat> a young guy, someone that you know, a bright mind <sighs> in the game? Man, a bright mind in the game. Other than for, you, of course, because I know you and Chauncey oh, would be a good I'll one, a too. Great, I'll be a great GM. You want to throw your name in the hat? Yeah, I mean, I'll be a great GM. That would be GM. the end of the truth I, in the nose. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty short-lived. Oh, man, some young, bright minds out there. I mean, I, I will have to first start thinking about, like, some former players who understand the game, uh, maybe understand the business. You know, talk to Scott Perry from the Knicks. Scott Perry, I mean, Scott has been good. You know, he's solid, got great character, well-known throughout league circles. <sighs> Can I throw one out you know, there for you? A wild me. card? Wild card. How about this wild card? A guy you know very well. Uh-huh. Former Blazer, turned into one of the brightest minds in the history of the game from an executive level. You with me here? Number 44, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. I don't, I what don't, do you think no, of that? I don't, I don't think Danny is... Oregon guy. He, wants, he doesn't. I don't think. I think Danny's retired. He's enjoying his Come life. Come on, how old is he? He's not you that know, old. He, I know he's not old, but he's he's enjoying his life right Let's now. Go back home, man. The I think right now off the start, like they should hire put Chauncey in that role. Two titles. Yeah, you historically like it, that doesn't work very no, well. No, but historically it's been done many times. Yeah, <laughs> many times. Does Chauncey want that on his plate? Well, you understand, Chauncey got interviewed for GM positions before he got interviewed for coach positions. Sure. And so I think a dual role for him, uh, he understands the game. He understands, I think, how to mix the right pieces together. And, uh, you know, I think that will be a great role for Chauncey because a coach always know what they need and what they want. You know, okay. and then you hire a numbers guy who can, you know, do the numbers stuff. But a coach knows the needs of the team and, and the wants more so than a GM. You just need a guy who can just understand the numbers and work in t- certain type of trades out. All right. So we shall see how that whole situation uh, plays out. This has been fun, my friend. This has been oh, a lot. Yeah. Of, have you had a oh, lot of yeah. fun today? I have yeah, had a lot of fun. We had a good conversation. Yeah, you enjoyed it. Free flowing. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, for sure. Proving to the world that a Nick and a Celtic can come together. I mean, of course, I didn't when play, did for, you the play for the team. When did you play for the team? I mean, Knicks, I didn't play dog. for the team, come but I'm sort of like 30 on, years. Yeah, see, I mean, that's what I hate about fans when oh, they be like, what? we, you hate we, me? like they play. I thought, you li- I thought we actually like, like broke we, bread. We, we, I cried. You didn't play, man. Come I on. shed some I tears. I, yeah, you shed tears. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. say the royal we. No, nah, you can't say we. Wow. You wasn't in the locker room. I mean. You wasn't with them shooting in the gym. I was there rooting them on, <laughs> praying on their behalf. When Patrick Ewing breaks his wrist, I'm praying to the gods for a speedy recovery. Wow. Okay. See, typical Celtics hater fan oh right over here. God. You guys need to get the it's hate out of your heart. It's always hate. How come it can't be truth? 
I'm sitting right here. Yeah. Truth. And I'm sitting right here. Truth. It's truth. When you cheer on a team for 30 years, can Spike say we? Well, this is. Uh, you this is hate be... the truth. Yeah. No, not literally you. and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> what about the work that we're doing here at Showtime? Boxing, basketball. You're doing some boxing work as well. Boxing and basketball culture go hand in hand because when you watch the fights over the years, you see all the hoopers in the stands and they nice suits and they nice pretty women and. It go hand in hand, and, or in the locker room. You know, I've been in plenty of locker rooms with Pacquiao, Mayweather. Boxing and NBA culture go hand in hand. You've been to a lot of fights over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Best one you've been to live? Biggest the one? Best live fight I've been to. I gotta say, the fight between Mayweather and Canelo Alvarez is oh, one wow. of my favorite fights. Wow. It's one of my favorite fights I've been to live. Also, the Tarver Roy Jones back in the day. Oh, man. I'd have been some spectacular fights, but those two jumped to my mind. Who, who introduced you to boxing? Like, how'd you become a fan? Man, just family and friends growing up. We was, we was a boxing. We always tuned it in. Uh, all the way back to Sugar Ray, Mike Tyson. I've always been excited about boxing, man. It's just always been part of the culture. Best fighter in uh, in the NBA. Who could be the best boxer? Because you've seen Deron Williams going over, right? Yeah, I'm going to that. Frank, I'm going to go check you're going to be out. there. Yes. I'm going to be there too. We the should hang out. Best boxer in the NBA right now who nobody would probably want to put hands with. I'm going to say, uh, damn, just straight up hands. Ooh. I'm going to say at the wing. Ooh, that's a good one. I'll throw one out. James Johnson. James Johnson. I He's mean, like a seven-time kickboxing. His parents are kickboxers. I know. Boxers. I ain't seen it, though. Where? Yeah, they talk about it they a lot. They talk but about it. Yeah, where's the footage? You're right. I mean, You're right. Ain't nobody got it's no footage? It's a little sus. It's a little I sus. I no, mean, I know see I the truth I, calling I, out James Johnson. Hey, James Johnson, show out. us the footage I, or we don't believe you anymore. I mean, I heard. I heard. But, like, if you talk about, if you look on the court and you look at the, the persona of the NBA players and you be like, man, I bet he'll, 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 he'll knock some fools out. Man, I gotta say, uh, man, Giannis' brother looked pretty intimidating. Oh, Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, now you're the the dude I just yeah, ragged yeah, on he earlier. Pretty intimidating. The Nassas. The Nassas. Because you I, mean the water I, I boy went, for the Bucks. No, nah, but look, when they was in the playoffs, oh. when he was standing by he was his brother's day. side, it looked like they wanted to get down with somebody. I forget who it was. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a great tag team boxing match. This doesn't happen. The Antetokounmpo brothers against the Jokic brothers. Those dudes. Oh, no, nah, they don't want no smoke with them. Who's they? The Jokic brothers don't want no smoke with the Greeks. What are you talking nah, about? Have you seen no those smoke. guys? Yeah, I've seen them. They They've got tattoos no for days. They are scary. No, listen, just like sitting there in the front you row. You can put a tattoo. You can put a thousand I tattoos <laughs> on. You look scary. Come, look, come on, on, man. man. You sure. you don't think those dudes look scary? Man, it ain't about the look. That's when right. I look at the the the, the Scoopo brothers, they look scary. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'll take the Jokic brothers any day. Hey, Jokic brothers, oh, if you're out man. there, all love here. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, Darren Williams against uh, Frank Gore. You going? You got to go with the yeah, NBA go, guy, I'm right? Go check it out. No, you got to uh, go with the I, NBA. I got to go with D. Will. Yeah. I'm going with my NBA brother. I, we played together. I'm going with him. That's right. All right. So that goes down uh, December 18th in Tampa. We're out of time. This has been fun. Right. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to say in conclusion? Final thoughts. This has probably been the most fun you've ever had in your Damn, career right man. here, right? If you haven't checked out the KG doc, check that out. Respect. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook, that doc is pretty dope. And so, uh, you know, maybe I'll have one coming soon too. Oh, really? Can I executive produce it? We'll, we'll see. We'll All see. Right. I don't know.
Oh, you a Nick fan. Uh, this here. has been the uh, first ever here. edition of The Truth in the Nose, <laughs> a.k.a. What's Burning. It's uh, available every week, not The Truth in the Nose for now, but What's Burning is available every week right here on the Showtime Basketball YouTube channel, on Twitter and Instagram, and TikTok, by the way. Are you on TikTok? My kids are. Your kids are. You yeah. let them do it. The dancing and all that? I mean, yeah, they're kids, man. Yeah, so are you, but you're not. I'm not on there. You are on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm though. on Twitter and I Instagram. I just started following Paul you. Pierce, Can I get a follow back? Truth. Uh, you a Nick fan? I'm All right, come on. It. You know what I'm saying? All like, right. Oh, come on. Left me hanging. Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to uh, block them now. Uh, <laughs> and TikTok, check out Show Basketball. Thank you so much to Matt and Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, the OGs of this channel for letting OGs. us sit in this week. They'll be back very soon. For now, though, we are out of time for Paul Pierce, The Truth. I'm Ariel Hawani, The Nose. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs> this is All a Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.